Great. So let me um, use uh, an orchestra as an example. For Imagine that you're you know, an orchestra leader. You're the conductor. And you have somebody who's playing the piano, somebody who's playing the uh, saxophone, somebody who's playing, you know, the strings or quartet. Uh, and you have different players playing different instruments. Absolutely. If, if the um, uh, musicians are in harmony and in coherence, right? Right. Then it sounds freaking amazing. So your favorite orchestra or band sounds amazing because it's just working. All the notes and players are in synchronicity. Beautiful. So that should be a great visual for somebody. So now let's look at our brain and say, okay, there is a, um, uh, a part of your brain that is responsible for setting goals. There's another part of your brain that's responsible for focus. There's another part of your brain that's responsible to take action. There's another part of your brain that's supposed to keep you safe. There's another part of your brain that regulates your energy flow. Now, the reason I want to use that analogy is there are different parts of the brain that if they don't work in coherence together in harmony, then we lose motivation. We procrastinate. We don't take action. We come up with stories and excuses and reasons why we can't or why we won't. Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grunberg. All righty, here we go. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me. My name is Martin Grunberg. You have reached Habits to Goals. Yes, the only podcast consistently reminding you to focus, for lack of a better term, on your habit list, the habits that are going to carry you to your goals and (laughs) burn your to-do list. Today, we have a phenomenal guest. In fact, It is not hyperbole. It is not a stretch. It is not an exaggeration. We are reaching into the upper echelon, the stratosphere of personal development. We have managed to wrangle in Mr. John Asaroff. He's a multi, multi best, multi time best selling author. He's the CEO of Neurogym. He has the timing couldn't be better. He's got a fantastic book called Inner Size, which we are going to be talking about. And you may have even seen him. <laughs> this is incredible. On the Larry King show, I think multiple times. Mr. John Asaroff, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Martin. How are you? It's fantastic to hear your voice, and I'm doing terrific. So customarily, we kick off the show with a GTR, a Good Things Report, But before we go there, John, I'm dying to know, (laughs) I just mentioned it in the open, being on the Larry King show, uh, take me through that fairly quickly. That was like at the height of his show. I think it was perhaps at the height of uh, The Secret, which you were a major contributor to. So, I just kind of want the inside scoop because I haven't gotten it from you. If you could share, what was that experience like? Uh, it was great. You know, uh, it was because of the secret the first time that I went on. Oh, really? And, um, and you know, he was really curious in finding out, you know, was this law of attraction thing real? Um, could anybody use it? Uh, was there any science behind it? And uh, I was invited onto the show just because I'm fascinated with the neuroscience and neuropsychology. That's my uh, expertise. And, and uh, I ended up being on the show another seven times after that because <laughs> conversations on different topics, but specifically on, on mindset and emotional management and achieving goals. And um, so he's, he's just an amazingly curious human being that treats every guest the same. And um, uh, he, there's no pretentiousness about him. He really uh, thinks in terms of asking questions that the audience wants to hear the answer to. And he's not afraid to dig in and, uh, and go deeper, which I loved. You know, and, and that's what 
that's the sense I get just kind of from the outside looking in. And I think that's what's made him the consummate professional and a storied career. And certainly it appeared you guys have developed a tremendous uh, friendship over the years. Um, one of my favorite Larry King quotes, I don't know why I want to do this, but I, I kind of want you to try and guess what it could be. Well, I, I, you know what? I, I don't know. I, right. I'm, I'm at a loss for Larry King quotes. Yeah, well, it's it's a great one. I never learned anything while I was talking. Ah, there, yeah. You and know I've what? actually worked that into my app. So, so again, thank you for coming on. It's long overdue. I I really appreciate you. I know we've had to jump around a few times, uh, or at least once, to make this happen. And I'm just super excited to dig into your work, the new book. Um, but again, customarily, we kick it off with the GTR, a good things report. So you can go first or I can go first. Your call, sir. Yeah, you go first. Let me, let me see how the pros do it. <laughs> well, it's, it's a funky, it's gotta be the, the funkiest GTR I've ever come up with. Um, and it's really strange how things just enter your life, uh, Mr. Secret. So I think you, you understand where I'm coming from. But I live down on, on the beach, near the beach, and this kid set up this thing. It's called a slack line. So on this thing, you balance. And interestingly enough, one of my companies is called Equilibrium Enterprises, and I've been fascinated with the concept of balance because it's a, it's a universal principle. But just kind of put that to the side. So this kid sets up this slack line, and I – and just gravitated towards it and I suck and I can't stop trying and it's totally addicting. And to make a very long story short, my, my GTR is I have learned to do what's considered a semi maybe advanced trick, which is bounce off my butt up to my feet and then uh, release my feet, go back down to my butt and back to my feet. So, I know that's a long GTR, but I might as well hit you with that. That's what I got. Okay. So <laughs> define GTR for me one more time. Good things report. It's something. Good things report. Something that happened to you. It could be personal. It could be professional. It could be about sure. your family. It could be something. Well, it could be the hike you took at Torrey Pines today. You know, a, a really good things report. Um, I derive an enormous amount of pleasure helping people achieve even more in their lives. And uh, a lot of people who've had some, you know, great successes come into my orbit and some really challenging times. And there's a, a woman recently that I met. Her name is Heidi Hendler. And for the last 15 years, she's been suffering from uh, Crohn's disease. She's uh, been, you know, 60 to 70 pounds overweight. And she's, I mean, just like you know, 50 years old. So she's not really old. And she started, with uh, one of our programs uh, called Winning the Game of Weight Loss, which is nice. really not, nothing around weight loss. It has everything to do with the inner game of what's happening between your ears, the, your mindset, your attitude, your beliefs, your perspectives, uh, and your ability to control your emotions. And she sent me, actually, it was a long email just thanking me and Neurogym because after many years of yo-yo dieting, uh, and uh, being on medications like crazy for her Crohn's disease, uh, she's released and kept off 60 pounds, uh, and she's off of all of her medication. And her doctor thinks, you know, a miracle has happened. And so, you know, great things like that are uh, things that I love and enjoy when, when I can help make a difference in, in somebody's life that really affects their uh, health and well-being and uh, energy and vitality and self-esteem and self-image, um, but also to be able to shatter um, misconceptions about what is possible. And her doctor told her she'll never be able to get off of the drugs she was on. And right. I said, oh, oh, yes, you can. The drugs, you know, are are like a Band-Aid. We've got to deal with the cause. And um, and so that's a, there's a GTR for you. Yeah, that's a, that's a heck of a GTR. I'm guessing – Heidi's life is and will never be the same. And that's got to be incredibly, incredibly rewarding. So that's a fantastic GTR and it's a beautiful segue into the book Inner Size. But we're going to table that just for a second, kind of set the table. I know a lot of 
lot of our listeners are familiar with you, but some may not be. Just take, you know, five minutes, three to five minutes, just kind of talking through where where you grew up. And I know you've had the most eclectic and super interesting uh, childhood, adolescence, and and talk us through some of that as we, you know, work towards our way towards NeuroGym and some of your uh, books. Um, sure. So, you know, grew up in a fairly normally dysfunctional family. Um, and, um, you know, so, I mean, it's like everybody has. And so there's nothing unusual about that. Um, parents, you know, fought a lot about the lack of money. Uh, they got married when they were really young. And so they didn't really marry out of love as much as they married out of lust, you know, back uh, 60 uh, plus years ago. And you were born where? I was born in Tel Aviv, Israel. That's what I thought. Excellent. 1961, so 57 today. And um, uh, moved from Israel to Montreal, didn't speak the language in grade one, stumbled for the first two years in school trying to learn French and English at the same time, uh, fell behind, uh, got into a lot of trouble in school all the way through high school. I ended up, you know, spending most of my time with the misfits, um, got involved in street gangs, doing illegal things between the age of 12 to 17, and um, just was messing my life up. Hmm. And um, I was really fortunate when I was uh, 19, I'd left school grade 11 when I just got a job in a shipping department of a company making, I don't know, 65 cents an hour, whatever, $2 an hour. And, you know, being miserable, uh, hating uh, every day of my life. Um, and I was introduced to a man, his name is Alan Brown in uh, May, I'm sorry, in April of 1980. And I went to lunch with him and he asked me a few questions. And the answer to one of those questions transformed my life. And I owe him uh, a lot. And uh, I'll tell you the question in just a second. But sure. he, um, he asked me if I had any goals, first and foremost. Uh, this is before the question that changed my life. And I said, well, yeah, I want to be able to you know, have a job, want to get a car, didn't have a car at the time. I want to be able to get <laughs> and, you know, just enjoy life a little bit. Sure. And he gave me these documents um, to set my goals for health, wealth, relationships, career, business, fun, experiences, charity. Um, and they're probably about 12 pages. And he asked me to go home and fill out the documents and then come back with the best answers and, and goals of what I wanted to achieve. And so I went home totally not, not having any idea of what I wanted. But at that time, I used to watch uh, a great TV show called Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous <laughs> with Robin Leach. Right. And so I wrote down, you know, I want to have a, you know, beautiful home. I want to have nice cars. I want to travel, you know, first class. I want to retire my parents. I want to give a million dollars a year to charity. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want to be healthy. I want to have a great body. I just wrote all this stuff down. Absolutely. It was almost comical. And um, when I came back to see him, um, he looked at him and he goes, okay, so you're being reasonable. <laughs> I go, what? <laughs> That's reasonable? And he goes, yeah, if you know how to do it, uh, it's reasonable. He says, there's nothing on here that's not doable. And then he asked me the question, the mother of all questions that transformed my life. And he said to me, he says, John, are you interested in achieving these goals or are you committed? And I, I said, love that one. Said, um, Mr. Brown, what's the difference? <laughs> he said, he says, young man, he says, if you're interested, you'll do what's convenient. He says, if you're interested, you do what's easy. If you're interested, you'll stay in your comfort zone. If you're interested, you'll keep the stories and reasons and excuses of why you can't and why you won't. He says, if, however, on the other hand, you're committed, you will do whatever it takes. You will upgrade your knowledge. You will upgrade your skills. You will change your beliefs about yourself and about what's possible. You will develop empowering habits and you will become the type of man that can achieve these goals. And so I just sat there in freaking silence. I was like, holy shit. I mean, it makes sense. Right. And I said, and if, and if I am committed, then what? He goes, well, if you're committed, I'll help you. If you're interested, it's been nice knowing you. Hmm. So I put out my hand. I said, Mr. Brown, I am committed. Now, this man was a very well-known philanthropist in Toronto, Canada with major uh, real estate offices and real estate and a wonderful husband and father and, and just a beautiful human being. And when I shook his hand, he, he patted me on the head 
almost like a father would a son. And I was 19 years old. Hmm. And he says, then I'll help you. And I went home that Sunday. Uh, this was on a Friday. I went home that Sunday. Uh, my brother lived in Toronto. I went home that Sunday. I packed up my bags. I told my parents I'm moving to Toronto, which was 350 miles away. I was living in Montreal at the time. And on May 5th, 1980, uh, he enrolled me into a real estate school. And for five weeks, I went to real estate school. And then on June 20th, 1980, I became a licensed real estate agent at the fine young age of 19. That's so awesome. The reason I remember these dates, Martin, so well is it was the first test I had passed on my own without cheating. Wow. That's, that's super heavy. And I can, I, you know, personally, I can relate to that so much at that, that younger age, it's, you, you just, and I don't mean you, I mean, one, us, we, we think, we think, that we can outsmart people by taking a shortcut by by cutting this corner, stealing this, doing this and and it's just it's just so backwards and and so I love that story. He became very much a, a big brother, a mentor for you and and explain how was that a total chance meeting or how did he come into your life again? Uh, great question. My brother was a tennis pro and teaching tennis at a club. And Alan was one of his um, clients. And my brother asked him if he would be kind enough to meet with me because I was getting in trouble with the law and I was getting into so much trouble because of my self-worth and self-esteem issues and oh, um, wow. all of that kind of stuff. And he agreed to, to, to see me. And so I took the train from Montreal to Toronto. And um, he met me and was so gracious, so kind. I, I owe him a lot. Yeah, that is that is an amazing story. So, because we we are constricted somewhat to time, I I just want to zero in on this one key question that you're you're and I think rightfully so are putting so much emphasis on this distinction between interested and committed, and and on one level it's so simple to see, and on another. You know, it's the classic, if it were so simple, why wouldn't more people do it? So, so I, if there's a way that, and, and there may not be, if, if somebody's just sitting here listening and they're like, I can see the distinction, but how do I know what, what are the steps I'm taking to leave interested and be committed? If, if that question makes sense, like, how, what's holding them back and how do they make that leap? Because I think that is such a fundamental uh, distinction there. Yeah. I mean, it's a great question. I mean, the reason I wrote the book inner size and it's all around the new science to unlock your brain's hidden power is because I want everybody to think about this for just a minute. Um, Do we have the knowledge and the skills and the methods to teach people how to lose weight and keep it off? The answer is yes. Sure. Do we have, you know, the knowledge and the skills and the blueprints for people to build a business from startup or grow a business? The answer is yes. Uh, do we have um, strategies and tactics and uh, methods that we can use to have better relationships and better communication? The answer is yes. And the point that I'm wanting to make is that for just about anything that anybody who is listening right now wants to achieve – we already know how to. Right. The how to is there. That's right. So the only thing that is standing in between actually achieving what you want and not achieving what you want is what's happening between your two ears. And there's only going to be four things that are maybe five that are going to get in your way. One is uh, fears. So you may have a fear of failing. Uh, you may have a fear of trying your best and failing or succeeding and then failing. Or you may have a fear of being embarrassed, ashamed, ridiculed, or judged. Or you may have a fear of disappointing yourself or a loved one. And when these fear circuits activate in the brain, they actually deactivate the motivational center in the brain and deactivate the part of our brain that can actually help us achieve our goal. And so first and foremost, we know 
what the fear circuit is in the brain. We know what triggers it. We know how to calm it down. We know the motivational circuits in the brain and how to trigger it and how to activate them. And so if fear isn't what's holding you back, then maybe it's your self-image or self-esteem or self-worth. Maybe you feel like you're not you know, good enough. Uh, you're not deserving enough. Um, and if you have a self-esteem uh, issue, uh, we know how to fix that too. And if it's not fear or self-esteem, well, then what about your limiting beliefs? Right. Uh, I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm too Asian. I'm too Caucasian. It's to this. It's to that. It's not. <laughs> it's the six inches between the ears. Right. So all of the stuff that I'm talking about right now are mental and emotional constructs. Well, guess what? We have all of the how-to to give you more confidence, more certainty, more tenacity, more resolve, more willpower, more focus, more awareness, more motivation. We already know how to do that. Now, the problem is the average person has never learned uh, about their brain and the power that already resides within them. And once they unlock what's already within them, then they start achieving unbelievable things. And this is why people can go into spontaneous remission. This is why people can double or triple their income. This is why people can lose weight and keep it off. This is why people can have great relationships where maybe it's been challenging in the past. And so all of it happens between our ears. And so when I wrote the book, Inner Size, it was really to give people a user's manual to use what they already have a lot better. Yeah, and that's the perfect segue to Inner Size. And, and if, if it is the six inches and it's our thought patterns or thinking habits, then, then Inner Size, and again, I love the title and the concept, is is certainly the answer. So, first of all, how, how did you come up with the the name? Do you remember like when that happened or or how that happened? Um, for about thirty years, I have been using mental and emotional techniques that I've been practicing uh, from the time I was uh, you know a young basketball player, you know, playing um, basketball and we were taught to visualize right. to when I uh, learned how to uh, use affirmations uh, to when I started to listen to subliminal recordings to reprogram my subconscious mind. I started to, to do this um, over 30 years ago. And what I didn't know then that I know now is that I was actually um, training my brain. And so I just coined the term, well, we exercise, you know, to build our physical muscles and to um, make our organs work better. Uh, and I just called it, well, I inner size because it's the inner game. So I just came up with this inner size and I trademarked it. Uh, and then I've been teaching it and creating programs for um, tens of thousands of um, clients and businesses, uh, individuals and businesses around the world. And uh, then I decided I was just going to introduce inner size to the book. What I wanted to do was do for inner size what Jack LaLanne did in the 60s <laughs> yep. exercise. And um, tra believe it or not, the trademark was available. Uh, and so, you know, I bought the trademark and then uh, I wrote a book around it. And um, what I also did, which is interesting, is um, uh, in the book, there are links um, to our website where I give people eight brain training audios that would normally sell for $197. We're giving people eight inner sizes to retrain their brain, to reduce stress, to get more focused, to have more emotional control. Um, uh, and, um, and so it's just a way to train your brain. And the, if you think about our physical muscles, well, think of neuro muscles. We have so much potential within us, but we really haven't learned how to strengthen key neuro muscles in our brain. And so this is what this book not only will teach you how to do, but will help you do it by helping you listen to these audios and watching the videos um, uh, that come with the book. Yeah, I, I recall, I think you used that Jack Lane analogy uh, yep. in the book. And I, and I love the book and I love the exercises. And you speak specifically, and we're not going to have time to go digging all the way through it, but there's a couple of key points I want to touch on. Um, and then we'll just dig into some, some fairly common questions I have for guests, but 
you say goal achievement, um, you know, setting goals is easy. Achieving goals is difficult or can be. And, and you just went through a bunch of, you know, it could be self-concept. It could be fear, you know, self-image, this, that, and the other. But, but talk about, so those are some of the reasons it's difficult. The other one is this beautiful word and this beautiful idea you, you talk about a lot and it's in the book. It's coherence. So, mm-hmm. so explain that to people. All right. A very quick timeout. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you're digging this interview. I wanted to share with you, you may have heard of it, the Get Unstuck course. The problem isn't, and hopefully this isn't you, the problem is not that you're stuck. Everybody gets stuck from time to time. The problem is, if this applies to you, you're not trying new things to get unstuck. In any event, we're heading quickly towards the new year, new habits, new goals. I'm very proud and pleased with the course we have unveiled. It's the Get Unstuck course. Nearly a 100 people have already piled in. Um, I'm going to have a coupon code, and I don't have that yet. So this just occurred to me. So all you have to do is email sales at equilibrium-ent.com. It's very simple. It sounds complicated. Sales at equilibrium, E-Q-U-I-L-I-B-R-I-U-M hyphen E-N-T. Sales at equilibrium E hyphen ENT dot com and just ask for the promo code. This is going to give you $25 off. So yeah, when we get stuck, not really the problem, not taking action, not moving confidently in a new direction. That is the problem. Exposing yourself to new ideas, people, environment, books, courses. Doesn't even have to be this one. I'm just throwing that out there since we have your ear and we are talking. It's a terrific course. And of course, there's a a money back guarantee. So check it out. If you just go to the Habit Factor site, you'll see a link over on the right. And it says get unstuck. So with that, let's get back to this great interview. And for the coupon code, just shoot an email to sales. at equilibrium-ent.com. All right. Peace. Great. So let me um, use uh, an orchestra as an example. For Imagine that you're you know, an orchestra leader. You're the conductor. And you have somebody who's playing the piano, somebody who's playing the uh, saxophone, somebody who's playing, you know, the strings or quartet. Uh, and you have different players playing different instruments. Absolutely. If, if the um, uh, musicians are in harmony and in coherence, right? Right. Then it sounds freaking amazing. So your favorite orchestra or band sounds amazing because it's just working. All the notes and players are in synchronicity. That should be a great visual for somebody. So now let's look at our brain and say, okay, there is a a part of your brain that is responsible for setting goals. There's another part of your brain that's responsible for focus. There's another part of your brain that's responsible to take action. There's another part of your brain that's supposed to keep you safe. There's another part of your brain that regulates your energy flow. Now, The reason I want to use that analogy is there are different parts of the brain that if they don't work in coherence together in harmony, then we lose motivation. We procrastinate. We don't take action. We come up with stories and excuses and reasons why we can't or why we won't. Now, when you understand what each little part of your brain is supposed to do, because I want you to understand, and this is for everybody, is... You have a brain. You are not your brain. 
So you can direct your brain. You can activate circuits in your brain. You can deactivate other circuits in your brain. You can muster up motivation in less than 90 seconds and get rid of fear or self-doubt in less than 90 seconds. Hmm. When you understand how to get the, I'm going to just use this term loosely, the players, the musicians in your brain to work together. So when you have these goals that you want to achieve and you're motivated and dopamine, for example, is released into the bloodstream and you feel good. Right. Well, if in your memory bank, for example, the last time you tried something like this, you failed and you lost money or you got emotionally hurt, your breaks are going to go on and you're going to lose motivation because the stress or fear center in the brain activated to protect you from pain like what you already experienced in the past may cause you to experience in the present. And so when you don't understand how this is working, then you're a victim. Yeah. And, and it's a beautiful concept and, and on a more basic level, just because this show is called Habits to Goals. And, and one of the things, John, and I know you know this, the Habit Factor promotes something called habit alignment. Correct. And, and it's, it's this idea that exactly what you're talking about, getting in coherence and, and aligning the habits and even the thought patterns with your goals. So you just keyed on another key point that I wanted to bring up. And I've talked to a number of noted <laughs> specialists, doctors, and I asked them this question, and it's not an easy question to answer, but because you are a great philosopher, you're a great thinker, and you're well-versed in the topic, I'm going to ask you this question. Help me help us understand the distinction, because I've thrown out my theories, uh, and then there's almost a chapter devoted to it in the habit factor, the distinction between the brain and the mind. Ah, okay. Um, <laughs> according to um, some of the latest research, and by the way, some of the latest research is uh, refutable, sure. um, mind is activity of the brain. A brain is a physical organ. And so mind is all of the stuff that is a result of having a brain. Beautiful. And there are people that think that, you know, mind is um, within your, you know, uh, skeletal structure or your skull. Right. Uh, and there's others that think that there's individual mind and collective mind. <laughs> yep. Right. And yep. so I, I, for myself, believe that there is absolutely activity, mind activity uh, that's happening within my skull and brain. Uh, but since we are all energy vibrating packets of quanta, uh, then we are part of this field of collective energy and intelligence. Yeah. So we cannot, we, we are not separate from anything or anyone, even though um, there's this appearance of, you know, something that we call a body. When you think of, you know, what is your body made up of? It's made up of, you know, nine systems. It's made up of hundreds of trillions of cells that have coalesced together to form this physical structure. And the best visual I've ever come up with to help people explain um, is if you think of ice, it is H2O right. at a certain frequency that is a solid if you heat it up, it avert or it reverts or not reverts, but it becomes water. It's still H2O in a liquid form. If you heat up the water, it becomes air, ether, steam, gas, etc. Still H2O in a different vibratory rate. And so when I think of mind and brain, my brain creates mind and mind creates brain. Beautiful. Yeah, I uh first of all, I love the answer and when I think about that was my other book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was going to say, you know how, and you've, I'm sure you've heard of this. They they found neural type activity and and even neurons in heart cells. I don't know if you've heard that, and and so 
you know, you hear about ancient wisdom and India and then the advice, think from your heart and, and all those kind of proverbs, if you will. I, I guess where I'm going is I think there's this, just like you said, it's this mixture. So it's this activity, but it's between the brain, the organ, the brain and the organ, the heart and the gut as well. So there's uh, an enormous amount of uh, research and, wow. and hence the, the, you know, the, the uh, old saying, you know, trust your gut. Right, right. Um, they, they say that our gut is actually our second brain. That's fantastic. Um, so, well, yeah. like I said, I could, I could keep you here all night and yeah, uh, yeah. we're going to have to have you in the studio next time. All right. Well, we just geeked out on a lot of brain. We didn't even get into the <laughs> subconscious and the conscious, which, uh, we just don't have time for. I would just say, listener, that's why, again, habits to goals exist. The habit factor exists. When, when you focus on habits, you're using, and we didn't talk about the two parts of the brain, the prefrontal cortex and the limbic system, but the idea is you use the conscious, slow part of the brain at first, you move those habits to the speedy part, and that's how the subconscious helps you achieve your goals. Now, before we get into these other questions, I do have one story. If you could share, please, sir, the, the vision board story. I was, <laughs> I, I was, I was at your house. I've seen it. I know the, the truth behind it. I, I, you invited me to one of those brain fundraiser razors many years back. I think it was even, yep. uh, maybe it was after the China trip, but, Share the the house story, please. The house story. Before I share the house story, do you mind um, if we give somebody um, a website to go to to get the book? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. We're going to give all that, but, but oh, please, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, no. Do it um, there's a whole bunch of bonuses that come with the book, and oh, uh, you can get them at ignitemybrain.com. So you can go to Amazon and get the book Inner Size, uh, but you can also go to ignitemybrain.com. And um, uh, if you buy the book on Amazon, then come back to ignitemybrain.com. Uh, you can get some of the brain training audios that I'm giving away, plus some videos and some other amazing gifts worth several hundred dollars. So um, pick up the book, pick up a couple of them, and pick up your bonuses as well. And Ignite. out of the house. Yeah, sorry. Ignite My Brain. I love that that uh, URL even. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, so uh, many years ago when I started setting goals, I, um, um, I'm pretty visual and uh, writing goals or typing goals out is, you know, pretty linear and pretty digital. Um, so I wanted to create pictures of the things that I wanted to achieve. So I started cutting out pictures from uh, magazines, whether it's men's fitness magazine, uh, renovation magazine, home magazine, whatever it was. And, um, so I started cutting out pictures. And in 1995, I had finished my uh, vision board or dream board for health, wealth, relationships, career, business, finance. I had six different boards uh, that were in my home office. And every day I would, you know, sit and I'd read my goals and I'd look at the physical uh, picture representations of those goals. And in 1997, um, I moved from Indiana where I was living at the time. I put all of my furniture uh, in storage, but I had these great vision boards and I wrapped them up and, and they were held with United van lines. And so I moved <laughs> from Indiana uh, in 1997. I moved to British Columbia for a year. I then moved to Los Angeles for two years and then I moved to San Diego um, uh, after that. And so I had moved, you know, several times. Stuff was in storage in Indiana. When I moved to San Diego, uh, I bought a home, renovated it. And then after um, it was renovated, I had all my furniture and clothes and everything brought to the house so that I can unpack it and live in a new home. Hmm. Uh, well, one morning in May of 2000, uh, my son, Keenan, um, woke up early and he came into my home office. And there were some boxes that the movers had brought in the day before that I hadn't unpacked yet in my home office. And he sat on the boxes and he banged the boxes with the back of his legs and said, sweetheart, stop doing that. It's interrupting my work. <laughs> he says, daddy, what's in the boxes? I said, well, sweetheart, they're my vision boards. And my son said, vision board? He was five and a half at the time. He goes, vision board? What, what's a vision board? And I said to him, I said, when I have goals and dreams, I put them on a vision board. And he didn't understand because he didn't know goals and dreams. He didn't know what those were as it relates to what's in the box. Right. 
I said, sweetheart, let me show you. And so I opened up, you know, one box and um, there was a, a watch that I wanted that I hadn't bought. There was a car that I wanted that I hadn't bought. There was some, some materialistic stuff that, you know, I didn't, I didn't achieve, didn't have them. And um, now remember these pictures have been in this box sealed for three years. And I pulled out the second uh, uh, vision board and right smack in the middle of the vision board was a picture of a home that I cut out of Dream Homes magazine in 1995. Wow. And I had said to myself, one day when I can afford to buy any home I want, it will look like this home. And this home is like a Miami Vice White House with 180 <laughs> windows on a mountaintop, spectacular vistas. And what made this you know, pretty spectacular was that I was standing in the home that was on the picture on the vision board, in the vision board. That so is. I cut out a picture of the house that I actually bought and lived in five years later. And I never even knew that I'd moved into the house uh, because uh, the pictures were from the back of the house and they were aerial pictures. <laughs> yeah, that's stunning. And, and at the same time, quite magical. Yeah. So I had primed my brain uh, and obviously activated mind. And somehow, and this is still a mystery to me, uh, I ended up living in my dream home for the, you know, I lived there for 15 years before we sold it and moved down to the beach. Um, but that's just the power of, of having a vision and having your goals, uh, but also learning some techniques that I teach in the book, Inner Size, of getting this coherence and alignment between um, your, you know, your vision and your goals. Uh, and your ability to achieve them and manifest them. Wow. Certainly speaks to the power of, of all of the above, coherence and vision. Um, all right. Well, we are approaching third base. I want to go through a few questions, if you don't mind, sir. Um, these may or may not be softballs, but I, I think philosophically they're, they're fun discussions. How would you or how do you define success? Uh, when I was younger, it was all financially based. Right. Uh, today, being um, you know a husband, um, married for the last nineteen years, it was my third marriage. Um, happily, with an amazing life partner, having two amazing sons. Um, my mother, your, son, father, your sons are amazing, sorry, uh, and so is your wife. By the way, thank you so much. Incredible people. Um, so having you know health and energy and vitality. Uh, and, and to feel like my life has purpose and meaning where I could make a difference in the world and the people that I love and the people that I don't even know, uh, being given a chance to be challenged and to figure things out and to fail and get back up uh, and to enjoy the, you know, the fruits of my labor and, um, and to, to just, you know, be passionate about what I do and about life. Um, that to me is success to, to feel like somehow this, this very quick, you know, bleep on the screen that somehow I can make another human being's life a little bit better to live, um, uh, while I enjoy the world and all its beauty and glory. Um, I'm grateful and appreciative every single day, even through the challenging times. Well, that's beautiful and a perfect segue, John. The next question, I think you're reading off my sheet, <laughs> is um, as as this, you know, uh, truly incredible, I think, thought leader. And and as I said, you're 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 right up there in 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 my mind, anyways. Legendary status in the uh, thank you, very kind. And, and but but that doesn't uh, preclude you, I'm sure, from from tough you know, rough days. And so the, the question is simply how, what, what are the tools, the mindset, how do you battle if you just had your, I'm trying not to use a bad word, your shittiest day, uh, how, how are you picking yourself up? How are you getting through? Um, I think learning how to frame things in a way that empower me versus disempowering me uh, has been a really amazing um, mental skill that I learned. 
And I also know that bad days or weeks and sometimes even months are temporary. <laughs> um, and the only thing I can control is the way I see it. Um, because the meaning that I give anything determines how I feel about it. So the meaning I give anything, my brain, me, I am a meaning making machine. And so I've taught myself through many years of practice and discipline to look for the positive, empowering, constructive meanings. Beautiful. Even when there's, you know, a shit storm happening. Beautiful. Well, and, and, and when you, there's a shit storm happening, you have to remember there's a pony somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that was in the book too, I think. That, so, yeah, the term, and, and I just blogged about this, this idea that it's practice. We, it's we, practice. Confuse, we confuse many of us. Yeah, I know certainly in the old days, it used to be this idea, you do something once and that should be enough. No, it's, it's over and over and over and over and practice breeds the discipline and discipline breeds the habits. And so just the practice of reframing and, and using your mind to, to not only reframe, but give meaning to the event is incredibly powerful. So thank you for sharing that. That's and I'm going to share a pearl with you right now. Please do. Everybody pay close attention. I, I got my pen out. <laughs> Amateurs practice until they get it right. Pros practice until they can't get it wrong. Wow. I love that. You know, yeah, I think I just said it, but honestly, yesterday's blog post was all about practice and it was only part one. So I'll find a way to work that one in. Love it. So and, and, and and on the, on the topic of practice, um, you want to make sure that you're practicing the right things. Sure. If practice the wrong things, you get really good at the wrong things. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, I think that the key from my perspective about practice is, is this idea of intention plus effort and effort means repeated. It used to be intention plus action. The problem with that is when you comes to thinking, uh, Action doesn't work. So intention plus effort and effort is the repetitive practice. So thank you very much. Here's, here's another, uh, question. So somebody's sitting here listening to this. They're 55 and they feel like they're stuck. They haven't, they, they're, and as I say this, I'm thinking they're probably focused on the wrong thing, but they're, they're thinking, my life sucks. This isn't going right. This happened. What, what words of encouragement can you share, if any, to help them get unstuck? Um, well, first and foremost, I, I read one of my uh, quotes um, on Instagram uh, earlier today that my team posted, and it says, most people are focusing on what they don't want, and they keep wondering why it keeps showing up. <laughs> right. Um, and so first and foremost, um, let's say your life sucks right now. Let's say you're not happy with uh, health, wealth, relationships, career, but let's say all of it sucks right now. Right. Um, and let's say you keep dwelling on that. What you may not be aware of is whatever it is that you focus on and repeat gets reinforced. Whatever you focus on and repeat gets reinforced. So if you're focusing and, uh, and repeating uh, disempowering thoughts or emotions um, and this circulation that happens between thoughts and emotions that are disempowering or negative, you are in, in, in essence creating a self-fulfilling doom loop that becomes part of your default mode network. So that's your awareness piece of holy shit. I better stop this now. The easier part, well, maybe not the easier part, but the part that you have the total capability of doing is saying, okay, this is my reality. Great. I accept it, but I don't like it. And then you ask yourself this simple question. What is one little thing, not 10, not 20, one little thing that I could do to move in the other direction? Great. One little thing. And so what we've just done is we've just flipped the switch from negative or disempowering 
destructive to one constructive thing. Well, guess what? You've just activated a whole new neural circuitry in your brain. And if you do that, let's say just do it once an hour and just write at, write down what's the one thing you're going to do and do it, you actually change the brain patterns around all of this life that sucks right. um, mindset. And if you start off with small little behaviors repeated over time, you build stronger, newer patterns that become the patterns that your brain chooses to follow. Beautiful. All right. Well, that's uh, fantastic. And, and that's a perfect segue to this. Give us two or three of your, you know, the habits that, and I think I, I could guess the answer, but, but your, the habits that you would attribute to your quote unquote success. Okay. Habit number one is uh, meditation every day. Awesome. So 20 minutes a day on average. Sometimes less, sometimes more, but average 20. Two, uh, I am a voracious goal setter, but also a goal achiever. <laughs> the distinction um, is goal setting is an exercise of hopes, wishes, desires, imagination, and choice. And goal achieving happens because of subconscious conditioning. And so I focus every day on developing the powerful beliefs and perspectives and habits that I need to achieve the goals. I invest an inordinate amount of time thinking about writing and then implementing my strategies of how I'm going to actually achieve it. I do something called um, the one hour a day rule. Hmm. And that is I upgrade my knowledge and skills for at least one hour a day. Wow. And I learned that one hour a day is nine 40 hour weeks in a year. Hmm. If we started knitting today and we didn't even know how to knit, how good would we be? Okay. Nine 40 hour weeks from now, we would have some Absolutely. abilities to knit. And so if you upgrade your knowledge and skills, your awareness, your perspectives, your beliefs about what's possible for you for an hour a day, um, you will be in a totally different place in your life a year from now. Imagine two years, five years, 10 years. And so this is the equivalent of compound interest, right? If you Absolutely. do something for a year, then you do it for two years and three years and five years, uh, you get this compounding effect. And so, you know, Earlier I shared, you know, I went to grade 11 high school. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, <laughs> but I sharpen the saw every day. That's fantastic. And, and once again, I feel like you read off my, uh, my list here. So when it comes to sharpening the saw, re renewal, refreshment, educating ourselves, that leads us to I'm just curious, your your favorite, like most transformative two or three books, John, that uh, maybe you, you gift or or you just find yourself talking about that that really changed your life. Maybe something you gave to Keenan or Noah as a, as a must read. Um, there's a, a tiny little book. It's about six, seven dollars uh, by a friend of mine, Price Pritchett. Hmm. It's called You Squared. Y-O-U with the two above the, the U, U squared. Uh, Price is a, um, uh, a phenomenal individual, wrote this amazing book on potential uh, that's already within you. That is, I've read it over a hundred times. I've given away probably 10,000 of his books over the last 15 years. Wow. And it's one of the best little books that every time I've read it, it's like, oh, I didn't see that last time. <laughs> it's that profound and powerful. So U squared um, has got to be, you know, one of them. Um, and I, I, I can't remember, is it Persuasion by Robert Cialdini? Mm. Um, Robert Cialdini is a, just a, a wonderful individual also that wrote um, a phenomenal book on, on the art of persuasion. And it's, it's so, so good. Um, and I'm trying to look it up on Amazon while, uh, while I'm, uh, I'm chatting with you. Well, we'll link to it. And, 
you know, that's fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go out and buy, buy these books. Well, yeah, maybe, I'm, I'm, I'm typing it up as, as I'm speaking, I'm, I'm using, uh, that's fine. Uh, yeah. So let me, uh, it's, it's not the exact title. It's called influence the psychology of persuasion. Got it. Influence the psychology of persuasion. Just a, a classic outstanding book. And the, um, the author, uh, Robert Cialdini, C-I-A-L-D-I-N-I, uh, Dr. Brilliant. Robert, uh, really good. So those, those two books are, are pretty outstanding to, to start with. That is fantastic. All right. Well, we're almost done here, sir. Uh, a favorite tech tool, gadget, website, app, something you might not be able to do without, uh, on a day to day basis. Uh, on the snow report, especially ski season. I love to ski. Um, and so I have uh, an on the snow report, uh, that, uh, that I love. Um, I use that, uh, every single day in, uh, in the winter time. Uh, I like to, to ski about five months a year if I can. Yeah. Um, I'm not a, a, a tech, you know, gadget type of guy. Um, so, um, maybe it's because I'm, you know, 57, uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, I don't, I don't really use, I use my phone to, to read the news. Uh, I don't play, uh, games, um, on my computer. Um, I'm on social media quite a bit, either on my LinkedIn page or my Instagram page. I have apps for all those, uh, things, but I, I I'm not a gadget guy. Um, well, I, I like this. I hardly, I hardly can, I can, uh, I use my big, you know, $3,500 Macintosh to, for emails. that's awesome all right well john unfortunately we have come to an end here we've run out of time you've been uh educational entertaining and informative i have we have all thoroughly enjoyed this so thank you sir very much Uh, share with me again i'll link to the the book and Give us any other URLs and websites. Mention that one again. Uh, sure. So the book is called Inner Size, yeah. like exercise, but inner for your brain, inner. The new science to unlock your brain's hidden power. And the website uh, to be able to uh, claim all of your bonuses when you buy a, a copy of the book. I think Amazon's got the book for like 10 or $11 right now. So it's a steal. And um, you go to ignitemybrain.com, ignitemybrain.com. And uh, you'll see all the um, all the different um, gifts that you can get for buying one book or five book or twenty books if you want to give some away. Um, giving away lots of awesome stuff while we uh, have just launched the book. Yeah, and look, I mean, not only did you just launch the book, but we're heading into <laughs> tragically things like Black Friday and the holiday season and and gifts. I mean, the gift of of new ideas to share with loved ones is a brilliant gift. And I'm almost certain this is going to air before we get into the holidays. So um, certainly I'll reach out to you privately and make sure you know when that happens. But thanks again, John, that was terrific. If you have any, my friend, if you you have parting, parting words with the audience, take it away. Um, listen, you're, you're capable of so much and, and you feel it. Uh, there's something within you that knows you should be able to achieve more. And that's because you can. And, you know, my, uh, hopes for you is that you take some of what we discussed today, uh, pick up the book Inner Size so you can remove the roadblocks, uh, to your fullest potential. Well said, sir. Thank you again, John, and have a terrific evening. Awesome. Thank you, my friend. Bye, everyone. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. If there's one thing I know, and I think Jim Rohn was the one who said this originally, in five years, the difference in your life will be largely based upon two things, the books you've read and the relationships you have fostered. Doesn't it make sense to take advantage of the downtime, whether you're on the road, on a run, in the gym, kill a couple birds with one stone, get a book going. It's phenomenal. It's 
I, the more people I turn on to it, the more, uh, compliments I get. Not that I've actually done anything. 180,000 titles to choose from. You get one free book a month, 30% off any other book. Again, check it out. Audibletrial.com forward slash habits to goals. I'm going to say that again real quick. Audibletrial.com forward slash habits to goals. And that is the number two. And of course, when you support our sponsors, you are supporting the show. So thank you again. I am extremely grateful. We'll see you at the next episode.